Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What have hidden rooms, a German piano, an arboreal book club, the Irish National Space Centre, a Swedish film company, a dancer, a heron, five hens, a typewriter, and a mischievous goat got in common? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't a clue. Well, maybe I do. They are just some of the finds that we came across when we went to visit Jessica Bonenfant at the Greywood Art Centre in Killa. The 18th century home where Jessica lives with her husband Huey is slowly being transformed into a magical creative arts hub. And in that process, welcomes artists to live there in residencies in some of the converted rooms. So we packed our bags and after being greeted by a very friendly Dalmatian, I went on a tour of the 18th century house with Jessica Bonenfant and we set off up the stairs. Yes, okay. <laughs> okay, here we go again. So, right, so, up the stairs. Yeah, when this was the sawmill, um, they said a farmer came in with the timber that's now the stairs, and he said, "Oh, I'd love if you could make some uh, fence posts for me." And the lads here said, "Oh, that'd never do. But leave it with us, and we'll trade you for some fence posts." And they obviously got the better end of wow. the deal because it's some kind of lovely hardwood from a. A ship, assuming it's a true story anyway. Oh, it's beautiful under under your hand, isn't it? Anyway, when you're coming up. Fabulous. Oh, and a totally different rise here. I know, yeah. There's lots of different levels. Kind of everything here, looks like the trunk was my grandmother's, but um, everything else was in the house when we got here. The wardrobe, the chair, even the wallpaper was one roll of wallpaper. Because these guys had the shop that's now Centra. So there are just really fun things to to discover. Because uh, we bought the house with all of its contents. Oh wow! Which was a bit mad, but um, mad, but like discovering treasure. It was really fun, yeah. Oh wow! But and I think we filled four skips at the beginning, <laughs> and then two dump trailers full of plasters. We prepped the the house to to be ready for the builders and. They were here about six months and then we were able to open as a residency and that was five years ago somehow. I can't believe, like, that's obviously what I have seen on Facebook. You're celebrating your fifth birthday here. And I suppose COVID, you see, to be fair, has kind of thrown my timetable of what's happening where all out of kilter. And I couldn't believe it was five years. Now, we are climbing up another floor and into... I'll describe this for listeners. It's... um, a beautiful old room at the top of the house I can see right up into the rafters and really old plaster which I presume definitely goes back to at least the 1800s some of which has come off the wall some of which you've taken off the wall but what I love is the fact that you have left 
the old plaster that's here up. This is probably the room I most fell in love with when we saw the house for the first time, even though it was full of stuff. It just had something special with the high ceilings um, and the timber floors. And usually it's set up um, as a big wide open space. We'd see maybe dancers or theater makers in Mm. this room, but it's flexible enough. Like we'll have visual artists sometimes and Today we had kids camp, so the uh, <laughs> debris from that is still everywhere after three days. The fruits of creativity. We're not exactly. going to call it debris. No, no, no. But I can see you could fit. Oh, my gosh, you could have, like, have little weddings and everything like that up here. It's yeah. such a multifunctional, romantic space, isn't it? Yeah, we're hoping to get some of that um, visual feeling into the new space as well because that'll be about this wide but a few meters longer Mm -hmm. so it'll be ideal for events okay so you're talking to me about the coach house yes because this is the main building if you like this was the the residence and it also has this incredible coach house next door yes indeed this part of the house the three-story bit is the 1767 part um but actually we'll go into i'll show you later on the dining room And the archaeologist on the project actually thinks that's the original structure. So even late 1600s, early 1700s, and that the three-story part was built in front of it. And then there's other kind of additions in that connect to what was originally some kind of coach house or outbuilding. You can see the arched doorway. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure, you know, every day you must pinch yourself when you're going around this space, not just at, oh my God, look at all the work we still have to do. Uh, Because when you take on an old house, it's a lifetime of work really, isn't it? You know, that you're kind of taking on. It's not something that can be done overnight or in a short period of time, unless you have an investment of like billions to throw into it. So this is a huge journey for all of you, but actually in and of itself right now, walking around, it's just exquisite isn't it oh thank you it can get really easy to see just the stuff that is left to do I know. Yeah. Um, but I find every time a new artist arrives for the residency and they might stay anywhere from three nights to three months depending on you know their needs and every time you give them the tour you kind of get to see the space through mm-hmm. fresh eyes which is really rewarding like so we are up at the top of the building like I said we can touch nearly the roof rafters if I stood on uh, Connor's shoulders there's a fireplace at the far end of this room and like they could, this room could take 40 or 50 you get 40 or 50 yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we have Alice Berry um, doing her play Fruitcake in September so she recently did another one woman show and we had great kind of attendance for that so okay where are we going next okay next door is the art studio um, but there's an artist working in there at the moment, so we Let's might not skip disturb that. them when there is work happening. It would be a crime to intrude and just wave the microphone around. This is a very new uh, gallery wall where different artists leave artifacts of their practice. Um, Little tokens and mementos. Exactly. Um, now, we're coming back down to one of the previous landings, yeah. but now we're striking off into a different direction. So it's not just up and down, this house. It's left and right. This wing is where the bedrooms are. This is the only one empty at the moment that I can show you. It's probably the most contemporary-looking one. The, the rest of the rooms have more antique furniture. They all have, obviously, a bed and sometimes a desk. But one of the unique things about the residency is that 
generally the visitors have a completely separate workspace. Um, so a lot of times you'll see writers just have the desk in their room, but we have a beautiful writing studio. So we might knock on the door there and interrupt Paul. Um, I don't think he'll mind too much. And we're going off in another direction. <laughs> yeah, this is extraordinary. So you have a bit of common space here and um, our adorable kitchen, which we're actually outgrowing. So we're moving the guest kitchen over in the next few months uh, so that we can have a bigger eating area. Um, and then but this isn't your family kitchen. This no, is the no, we kitchen you have for space artists, separate. writers, or people who are creatives who are here on a residency and they have their own spot, which is wonderful. Yeah, so it's kind of self-catering, although we would meet once a week for a communal dinner where I'll make a main and people are welcome to bring a side dish or dessert or a bottle of wine. And um, it's really nice to spend a few hours chatting with everyone and getting to hear what they're doing in their spaces. Um, I saw a photograph of that actually on your Facebook page was it last week or the week before when we had that sort of sultry late summer evening heat and it looked like something from a courtyard in Provence or something like that with everyone gathered around the table outside and you could see you could picture you could imagine what it felt like to be at a table where everyone is here is being given the space to explore and create this very 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 special space and yet come and share ideas and food break bread around a table and you know, confide, console, <laughs> be inspired by everybody else, even though everybody might be exploring different disciplines. That's really exciting to be kind of mother at the table, is it? It is. It's, um, uh, we're really focused on process. So people are usually at completely different stages, coming from completely different media. And there's still so much commonality. Being next to Glen Bower Wood, we get a lot of artists who are interested in nature, sustainability, climate change. Um, and you know what? That links into one of the events you have coming up. While we were speaking, I can hear a proper typewriter going in the background. And I don't know if the microphone is going to pick that up for listeners. We're obviously very close to a writer's space. We are. It's just next door. I'll knock and see if uh, Paul minds if we interrupt. Hello. Hello. Can we impromptu interrupt you? Paul, you could hear the typewriter, which is amazing. Um, and this is Elle Marie, who's doing a radio interview with me. Nice to meet you, Paul. Nice to meet you. <laughs> this is your space. Well, you're so kind to let us just crash. Oh, My of course. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful space. Tell me, Paul, what's your full name? Uh, Paul Layton. And where are you from? Australia. And how long are you doing a residency here and why did you come to Greywood Arts? Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm here for three months. I'm here for three months and, uh, I mean, this is an amazing space, as you can see. Um, and uh, I'm writing a, a feature film at the moment for a, a film company that I started in Sweden. So, um we're uh, making our first feature, and luckily I got this space. We, me and my partner upstairs, Shannon, who uh, uh, is a sculptor, uh, we were lucky enough to be awarded this space, and yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Really cool is something else. The yeah. room that you are working in has some really beautiful old 
wallpaper. Yeah. Um, the old stone walls have been painted white. You have a burnished and uh, restored wooden table in front of two windows which are looking out at trees and also a little bit of, let's face it, uh, restoration scaffolding that's going on. But that's all part, I suppose, of being mm. part of something that you can also see growing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic. Sorry, I'm just... In two um, weeks or so, the scaffolding will come down and there's a little iron gate out to the river and the tree here is a cherry tree. So in kind of March, it's usually in, in blossom and it's really stunning. And there's a heron that likes to sit on the rocks out in the river. So Paul's unfortunately got the scaffolding. Oh, no, I don't. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm used to much worse conditions than this you know like to me this is a dream like you know I'm sitting here by the river it is it's know. very romantic what yeah. I was intrigued by was the sound of your typewriter outside the door mm. so why are you typing on this and not the laptop which is also right next to you yeah I need, uh, need multiple things going on um, oh I just like the I, I've been in a few bands when I was a kid I was in a few bands and I like I know guitar, bass and drums and recorded a few albums and over the years and stuff and I love the rhythm of it. You know, like there's a rhythm to it that you kinda get into this this kind of thing that I like doing which is um free association writing, which they kinda get the idea of like you sort of just try and let things flow and not try and overthink things too much. So um and the rhythm helps me, you know, music yeah. helps, you know, a lot yeah. of that. No, it's very Hollywood. Yeah. I'd have to oh, say it's it? very Hollywood. <laughs> uh, it's very Hollywood. I, I try and stay away from Hollywood <laughs> as much as I can, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, but that's good. That, oh, you no. know, I guess. If, you we know, were, yeah. if we were setting up a set... Yeah, this would be it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, it really, it really yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. cliche yeah. writer set, you oh, know, no. because it works. You yeah, know, it works. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, you have yeah. everything. So listen, uh, yeah, I, I love I'm getting the grand tour at the moment. Oh, I don't great, want to disturb you too no, 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 much. No, 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 good, no, good. Thank no, you for letting us intrude. Thank you. <laughs> Taking a couple of minutes. Really appreciate that. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you. Jessica, isn't that fantastic to be able to? I mean, like you do have a lot of creative couples. And to have a space like this where you can have writers and musicians or writers and artists or musicians and artists or sculptors or whatever, you know, come and work together, each have an appropriate space for what it is they're trying to do and see a fantastic side of Ireland and a piece of history that they wouldn't otherwise get to see. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, we sometimes have couples. We sometimes even have families. We do a few family residencies yeah, it's exciting to get to have a a wide range of visitors. And then on the flip side, you would see um, a huge value to artists who are in caring roles, getting to take time away from that. Absolutely. Do you have a piano on site? We do. There I'll show you. Are. you. And I, the reason I ask you that is because I was um, talking to court composer John O'Brien about how he would have um, sought residencies or looked for places to go when you were trying to find somewhere that inspires you will give you a space to create but to find places with pianos was often quite tricky and here it is yeah it's here in the library library. and there's some cat paw prints on it (laughs) Um, I got this out of a nursing home for priests and nuns up in Dublin and it's a lovely old German piano. It's quirky, but it does hold its tune. And um, yeah, especially for the type of musicians we seem to get, it's um, well-loved for sure. 
Let's sit down so and okay. talk about um, the centre a little bit more, especially with what's coming up. I have to ask you, before we start talking about what's kind of coming up for the rest of August and the summer, like you've just taken me on the most heartwarming tour around this stunning house and we haven't even seen the coach house. But just this house has such a, a beautiful atmosphere, a very special atmosphere. You can see straight away how visiting artists, when they would arrive with their suitcases or their backpacks or wherever, would walk in here and just know they've arrived somewhere really, really special. When did you arrive here first? When did you see the house first? When did you have the vision for creating this centre first? I think the ideas started to percolate in 2014. I had finished my master's. I'd done a few residencies. I come from a background in dance and performance, uh, which feels very far away at this point. And I lived in New York City for a long time. And finding time and space is always a challenge. So like that was something I wanted to to be able to offer. Um, I'd always kind of been working in art spaces and wanting to maybe spearhead my own art space and create like at the, at the beginning we thought okay this is about artists and then we got here and we're like oh it's about artists in the community and as we develop we're like it's about empathy it's about connection and it's about a sense of belonging and I think that is maybe what shapes the feeling as you come here but in 2014 uh, we spent a month in Wicklow with my in-laws and there was this gorgeous derelict convent for sale. And we were sort of daydreaming about what we would do if we had a space like that. And it, and it started to become more concrete. And my husband had lived in France for a while. We thought about France and we thought about Ireland. And kind of six months later, around Christmas, we were back in Ireland again visiting his family, and we decided to go and look at a few places. And we honestly had very low hopes for this house. It was one of those daft listings where there are no interior pictures, so you know that's not good. Uh, but you also had no idea the scale of the place. Yes. Like, from the front, it does look like a big house, but when you're thinking, okay, we want to be able to have multidisciplinary spaces, you need quite a lot of space and bedrooms. And, and so we had no idea that this would actually be so suitable. And then the coach house in the back, we're like, oh yeah, someday something could happen with that. It has potential. And actually there's an acre of land in the back, which is really unexpected in the center of a village. So like loads of potential. Um, and I remember the first thing the auctioneer did was take us across the street and try to explain the layout of how all the buildings kind of fit together and we were kind of like, it's a house. I'm sure we'll be able to figure it out. And afterwards, I was trying to sketch out where all the rooms were. And I kept ending up with this like blank space in the middle of the first floor. And after we moved in a few weeks, we're working away. And my husband goes, I found a room. <laughs> and there'd been like a internal room because of all the renovations. It wasn't being used. And someone had just popped a wardrobe over the door. No. Yeah. Oh my God. And then another day he's like out in the garden. He's like, I found a shed. <laughs> it was so overgrown. And I'm just like, how come you get to find everything? And I'm always like pulling down the wallpaper and like working away. Sleeves rolled up, girl. I but know. I guess that's 
part of it too, isn't it? You know, to restore something like this and to create something like this would be impossible to pay everybody to be doing it. Like, so you have to be hands on yourself. You have to be fully committed yourself to saying, okay, today we're stripping wallpaper or today we're hanging wallpaper, one or the other. Yeah. Unfortunately, I love hanging wallpaper. I used to like (laughs) painting before we did all of the rooms. Um, And with the kind of community and arts projects that we initiate, we're very, very hands on. And I think also the nature of the projects and the nature of the events that you have programmed kind of reflect a little bit of more of your personality, we'll say, than it being just an art centre for hire. So, for example, I was saying to you, I just adored that photograph of that communal dinner where everyone was sitting outside uh, in the late summer sun sharing ideas around the dinner table. One of the events that's coming up is an arboreal book club. Yes. Tell me about that. Okay, so that's um, this summer kind of having a revival because it was going strong before the pandemic and then we were very, the group was very conscious that they didn't want to move it online. And um, Caroline Connolly, who's an artist based kind of near Mitchellstown now, uh, had done a project here, it began in 2017, and it was around, around Glenbower Wood, around the history of the May Sunday Festival that started there and continued for nearly 200 years and which we've revived as part of her research, she wanted to do a lot of reading and realized there was an opportunity to connect with people in the community around those readings and to have discussion and engagement. Uh, so she began the first one, and now it's very much a... It's an open group anyone can join, but uh, it's now very much kind of a whole group-led. So we'll try to pick a book about trees and maybe like a more broader ecologically themed book. Like the next one in August is Braiding Sweetgrass. The last one was a fiction piece. It was The History of Bees is what that one was called. Uh, but uh, we have half a shelf on the on the bookshelf behind you of the the books that we've read, um, sometimes poetry, sometimes nonfiction, sometimes fiction. A very intriguing kind of book club, and I'd say one that would pique the interest of a lot of people with an interest in the environment and gardening and I suppose their own spirituality, a way of connecting with the earth as well. That's just one of the events that's coming up. You have actually a lot happening for the month of August in conjunction with Corecraft Month. We do. Um, So one of the things that we're bringing back that was a huge success last summer is our Craft and Cuppa, which is just an open studio time. So anyone is welcome to show up on a Wednesday morning from 11 to 1, bring your project with you and work away. We have coffee on and biscuits and ask for a three euro donation to cover the cost of that. Now, you say come and bring your project. So somebody could come and bring a drawing. Someone could bring a sketchbook. Someone could bring their crochet. Someone could bring their knitting. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. All of that. We've had people making jewellery. We've had someone who does printmaking in the past. We've had actually a group in Middleton that's eco-awareness and they'd received a donation of wool and they were just kind of getting to spread it out on a big table and have a play with what they might do with all of these uh remnants from one of the the blanket companies up wow. north yeah so it's really relaxed um it's kind of been a, a range of ages like it's popular with the active retired group but also with professional artists in the area so it's a real kind of level playing field where everyone is welcome and it's yeah. just about being in company with other people not about 
what you're doing and how yes. good it is and you know yeah like just that. simply to to sit and chat pros amateurs and just dabblers alike share a cup of coffee and and talk which is fantastic okay so that's every wednesday in august yes that's every wednesday in august okay. and then we have um in addition to martha's workshop we have one uh, with our intern, Kate Wilson, who's from Scotland. She's a weaver, so it's frame weaving. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie Coffey is doing an art jewellery workshop. Her art jewellery is very cool. Um, so it's basically wearable art. So while, you know, jewellery is often mass produced or even handmade pieces might be a series of, you know, very kind of an indefinite series of uh, similar ideas, the, the art jewelry pieces are really one of a kind and um, she uses a lot of recycled materials or found materials. I know she has a series made with all pieces of plastic found on the beach. She was in residence here a couple of years ago and she was working on a series of um, they were timber, silver and latex and they were inspired by a poem about children growing up and leaving buttery fingerprints on the doorknobs. And so they were like, and her, her little ones at the time, you know, when they stick their finger into the butter or something. So it was about that. She's another series of brooches with, um, their metal skips basically, but with, they have interchangeable magnetic rubbish, quote unquote, <laughs> that go into them. So, and she's From the exhibited, quirky to the wild. Yeah, I love it. she's exhibited it in, I think, Munich for their jewelry, art jewelry week or month um, there. So, yeah, we're lucky to have her back in the area. She is, you know, someone who moved to Dublin and then came back to East Cork. So, But I can hear you also keeping track of other people who've been here for a residency and, you know, following what they're doing, which is great, too. Um, something that struck me as a bit of a surprise because I actually it passed me by. I wasn't aware. The National Space Centre is in Middleton. Yeah. Say what? I know. So it was originally built as a telecom station in the 80s and it's a hub for space tech companies. They have a 32 meter satellite dish, which actually is not working. And even if it was, Elon Musk's new Starlink would be more powerful and smaller than the size of the table we're sitting at. So they have a huge number of satellites there. Sometimes like say the military might have access to the satellite data, you know, everything from like the shipping industry mm-hmm. to the weather is is informed by satellite data. So what has that got to do with Greywood Arts Centre in Killa? One of the kind of most fascinating residencies I had heard about was on a research vessel at sea. And actually, uh, Caroline, who does Arboreal Book Club, was lucky enough to get to do this residency. And I was so inspired. And I thought, what places around us can you not normally go to and would be really exciting to partner with on a residency? And I discovered the because I didn't over the first few years that it was there either. And um, I was going, okay, how do I even approach them to say, would you let an artist onto your campus? Would you collaborate with us? Like, what are they going to think? Are they going to be approachable? And Is it like Quark's answer to Area 51? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) It's quirky anyway. But um, 
It turned out that a friend of mine had started working there, and I said, who do I talk to about this? And she said, me. And uh, last year, we ended up doing an artist-in-residence for four weeks. This year, it's expanding to six weeks. And so that artist gets to have access to the Space Center. Uh, Last year, it was to materials. This year, it's more around data and the experts working there. And there's so much of space and the future and imagining better futures. We ended up working with Scott Gorham, who's an American artist, on an absolutely brilliant uh, STEAM education program. We were in some of the schools in Middleton and in Killa, and we have a youth group here that uh, participated. And so we had about 110 young people that co-created an exhibition through workshops with Scott and um, it was phenomenal. So the the professional artist and these young artists all showing work over the weekend and the the space center was open to the public for that, you know, it had to be pre-booked, but um, you know, it's not a space you normally get access to. So it was really exciting. And um, unfortunately I can't say much just at this moment, but I believe we will have some very good news about expanding into a festival shortly. Okay, then. I could see there was a photograph on your Facebook page and I was wondering what what it might be implying or what might be coming up. I mean, the fact that you're already discussing residencies for 2023 and those applications are open now is really exciting. How do people go about applying for a residency here? Have you got criteria that they have to fulfil or is it a case of trying to match a a blend of people at any one time? We do accept applications on a rolling basis. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested, sooner is better than later um, because things do fill up quite fast. But there is an application form and it asks... um, It asks the artist to help us get to know them. Mm. So what are they interested in? What is their work like? Sharing examples of their work. uh, And then really to kind of thoughtfully talk about how they might use the space while they're here. We have no stipulations around how they use it or outcome. Um, So if somebody said, I just need a week to reflect and daydream and I want to lay on the floor and look at the ceiling for seven days, that would be fine as long as they can kind of articulate that that's, you know, what they need. Also, between the point of making an application and actually showing up here, loads of things can change, but it just kind of helps us know that you're, you know, serious about what you're doing. It helps us get to know the artist, that they'll be a good fit for the space and for the, you know, communal kind of or collaborative living situation. You know, bedrooms are private, but you are sharing a kitchen, Um, you do see the other artists like it does need to be a harmonious space and we do ask why here like one of the things I've noticed is you can tell immediately when someone has applied to 10 different residencies and copy and pasted uh, those don't always work out for us we're not as interested we want the people who are interested in this as a site and this is an ethos Um, with the space center residency that's a little bit different that's very very competitive we had about 70 entries for that last year and I think we've broadened out the criteria so we might have even more than that Uh, that's that's open from now until August 19th because the residency is um, October November this year so it's Unfortunately, with just the way funding schedules have worked out, it's a tight turnaround. But, um, you know, it'll be an amazing opportunity for for an artist who would benefit from 
access to a space like that and uh, data and expertise. Oh my goodness, huge potential, extraordinary potential and exciting in terms of what you've programmed. But what you facilitate, I think, is as exciting as what you specifically program yourself, which is just incredible, incredible. I've loved the visit and I wish we could stay and uh, record half the day here would be just just amazing. Thank you for letting us come today and congratulate you on your fifth birthday. Five years running is tremendous. And by the sounds of it and what you've shown us just within the last half an hour, the plans are huge, which is really, really exciting and inspiring so thank you so much oh thank you so much it's always a pleasure to get to talk about what we do and get the word out there check out Greywood Arts Centre in Killa online hold up what was that boring no flavour that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 